Hey, security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. It is CISO Thursdays. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super. <laughs> no, no, Chris, no. Chris is Jamaican. You would think he could dance. Yeah. You would think, right? That's like so confusing. He had it together. We got to put like he's the exception on. of the DNA pool of Jamaican dancer, right? We have to put reggae on and then the rhythm will come. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. CISO Thursdays, we have a hot topic. Let me introduce everybody and then we'll get into it. My fabulous co-host, Chris Fuller. Howdy, everyone. Horrible dancer, great co-host, um, <laughs> career coach. And then on to the fabulous firecracker, Miss Naomi. Oh, my gosh. Walter. Equally bad dancer. So <laughs> I hear you, Chris. Hey, I'm Naomi. I love helping people break into cybersecurity. So let's do this. And over to you, James. Wow, we're doing this. Wow, we're doing this. All right. Hi, everyone. James Azarma, CISO and host of the CyberHub Talk podcast. Woohoo. So, hot topics this week. Hot, hot topics. So, um, Naomi, okay, before we start, first and foremost, please subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel. That's number one. First and foremost, we've had amazing people coming on our YouTube cha channel now. Paul Cummings comes on there. So we're trying to get subscribers to YouTube. So please, if you're watching us on LinkedIn, you can even switch over to YouTube now and watch us on YouTube. That would be fantastic. And subscribe. That's number one. Number two, I think there are a couple hot things happening this week before we get into the conversation. Chris is having a special guest come on tomorrow. Right, Chris? Breaking into Cyber podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow afternoon? Yes, Absolutely. 1 p.m. Eastern? Yes, absolutely. Right. Be there or be square. Do they still say that? Um, no. <laughs> I'm dating no. myself. So if anybody wants to check out Chris tomorrow live, and I might be on there too, tomorrow afternoon, breaking into cyber security. James, what do you have going on this week? Uh, Alan Alford and I are live tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. What? Um, for our CISO uh, Friday's AMAs. We do that every third Friday of the month. I got to get Naomi on one of those with us because uh, it'll be just a, a blast. At the time. Oh, I'm just tired of talking and hearing myself talk. Well, yeah, I feel bad for everyone else. You could go on mute like James does. Yeah, you can, you, you can, you can cancel it. You can shadow ban yourself by just hitting mute and then just pretending to talk. And people like go like, what are you saying? I can't hear you. Um, you can sing a song. You can do dance moves. Um, so, uh, you know, um, I I'm doing that tomorrow. That's going to be fun. I we love it. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Naomi, anything hot happening with you? I'm going to drop the, um, link in the comment for our poll for anyone that wants to take our poll today. Naomi's poll, which is the beginning of our topic for conversation. Today. Yeah. Uh, not much. Got my cybersecurity gate breakers. Foundation all set up and go. Our first cohort is rocking and rolling. We're really excited there. Thank you, everyone who is volunteering. We have 250 in this first cohort and a lot more waiting in the wings. So please be wow. patient as we try to get everyone in. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Okay. I am going to drop this link into the chat. 
right now um, as we get started on our topic for today. Shout some people out before we get started again as people come in. Where are you guys reaching out from? We always try to do that too. Um, let us know where you are located, which is a perfect, perfect, perfect segue into the conversation we're about to have around salary. So please, please, please let us know today, where are you um, viewing us from around the country and around the world? Because we are going to be talking about salaries and Naomi's poll that she just put up, which was a follow-up from or a continuation from our conversation last week. So last week we were talking about compensation. Naomi's had a couple of really good polls and conversations around um, salaries and compensation. And especially now in the middle of what we, what we have going on right now is like the great resignation where all of these people are resigning and we're starting to hear about more and more and more in the news and taking on new opportunities. Um, also aligns with, you know, during the pandemic, obviously everybody has been remote for a duration of time. Um, and so that's leading to, you know, companies and the discussions around comp and around salary and what people should be paid um, um, you know, and if people should be paid based on the, the role, the location. So Naomi, if you want to kick it off by sharing where, um, the, the poll, that would be great. And I will also shout out some people while after Naomi does that, cause we have people coming, you know, chiming in from all over. Ooh, Ghana. Cool. Go ahead, Naomi. Yeah, all right. So a uh, really quick poll today. I just posted about an hour ago, but we have over a thousand votes so far. Thank you, everyone. The question is, should two people working the same job for the same company be paid the same salary no matter where they are located? I know you all answered and we're going to get to the answers now, but essentially you take two people who are doing the same work with the same competencies and the same performance, right? Like, do they deserve the same pay? I have a lot of feelings. A lot of people have a lot of feelings, but we should get to that. I think um, 49% said yes. Yes, they should be paid the same no matter where they are located. And I want to talk about this because I, I like where they're coming from. And I almost feel like if we broke it down by the number, the people who responded yes versus the people who responded no, 39%, we're going to see a little difference in kind of lifestyle and also their titles too. I'm going to guess the people with more senior titles are okay with answering no, but that is kind of my bias there. I will let you guys talk now. I answered maybe. Maybe is a good one. Twelve uh, percent maybe with a comment below. We have eighty-seven comments, so we can. Yeah, always I, I didn't comment below. I just told people to come tune into the show if they want to see my comment, because they ain't gonna get it just by reading it. They're gonna have to watch us. Um, you know, unless they're doing their liberal arts degree, then that's a whole different story, right? Um, then I'll try to write it and maybe draw it on a picture for them so that it'll make sense. That's a wrong. <laughs> Alan Alfred has a um, liberal arts degree, by the way. But it's, it's I know, and I joke about it all the time with Alan, okay? All the time. We joke about it all day long. But it's right. like a Bachelor of Science in History, right, or something? Yeah, like all those degrees <laughs> that get, to learn. Like, like, here's the thing. There are some degrees that should not be mainstream. That's one of them, right? It should be like continued education. Like, I'm bored with my life. I'll go study arts. But it should be a minor. Study it, a trade. It's a be minor. An electrician, yeah. a plumber, an engineer, an architect, a scientist. You know, better humanity, and then do other stuff on the side. Um, but but beyond that, all right. So so I want to get to why I said maybe 
because I actually have a very good argument over why it was hard for me to say yes or no. And I'm glad you added the maybe and you didn't make it a hard, you know what I mean? Like poll question, Naomi. Um, I think the maybe piece is you can hire different people to different roles for the, sorry, you can hire different people for the same role and end up paying them different irregardless of their location, but maybe based on their experience. So I'm hiring someone to fill a role, let's say, as a senior director who's really going to be a senior vice president within a year. I just don't have the backfill, but I'm going to put them on the higher end of the pay scale than maybe giving the opportunity to someone who I'm going to have to invest more money in training in order to get them up to speed with the same amount of knowledge as someone with that role. So I think where this kind of bites us in the tail um, a little bit is I may want to give someone who doesn't have all the toolkit to be successful in the role, the tools to be successful. I want to lead them into that role and I want to give it to that person, whoever he or she may be. And I want to help them really train for it. So I'm probably going to put them in on the lower end of the pay scale as they get started in that role. One, so that I can establish milestones and really reward them for their performance with money as they go along, rather than maybe putting everyone at the median or higher end of that pay scale where the promotions and, and the pay change raises won't be the same and also the experiences in there. So here, here's a question for you, James. As you describe that, you describe that without location in mind. So if you were a company where that resource um, or your headquarters was based in New York City or San Francisco and you were expecting that resource to be in the office full time, um, versus if you were hiring someone and they were remote, um, they would travel as needed, but you're, you're facilitating that travel, would that change your answer? I think James froze. <laughs> He's got the, the liberal arts frown. <laughs> He's frozen. He's frozen. Jay. Oh no! Just okay. when just when I ask him the tough question, right? The tough questions coming in. This is what it's so funny. Um, I'm gonna show some comments while he while we wait for him to come back. So, um, shout some people out. Aaron says, "Finally caught this group." Thank hey, you, Aaron. What's up? Hey, Aaron. Clarence Vereen. Hey. Good afternoon, Clarence. Josh says, just started listening to you all, and I've been really enjoying this great info. Thank you so much, and thank you for being on YouTube. Um, Joseph says, fave group. Uh, Tyrone, what up, Fantastic Fork? Okay, going to switch over to YouTube. Thank you, Tyrone. Josh says, uh, is the link only on LinkedIn? Yes, right now it's only on LinkedIn, but we're going to try and get it on YouTube um, so that you can click to it, but it is the LinkedIn link. Um Alexander is is chiming in from Olympia, Washington. Um, Alberto, okay, the link, I put it up there. You guys should have the link now. Daniel's here from Metro Seattle. Finley from Indianapolis. Julius is over in Ghana. Clarence is in New York, from New York. Uh, Joseph, Joseph says, San Fran recently moved from D.C. D.C. apparently wasn't expensive enough. <laughs> Right. You went to the most expensive place in all of the United States of America. Um, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's you. The poll. Um, Aaron is in Fort Meade and tracking the last two salary posts from Naomi. Um, Joshua is watching from Wichita, Kansas. Ooh, I wonder what 
the cost interesting. Of yeah. The, uh, so interestingly, the, the poll, the survey salary, the salary survey that I did, Kansas actually chimed in with, I think, three or four uh, salaries there. And Kansas is second to the bottom for uh, salaries in cybersecurity salary. in the yeah. United States. So I don't know what that means. I, I think your cost of living maybe is very low. Yeah. But that's almost, that brings me back to like the, it, it's a conversation. It's like, should we pay the same? Because we're all remote now. It's like one single giant workforce. If your work product's the same, you've got the same competencies and experience, two equal people just separated by distance. Like, should they be paid the same? I don't know. Well, that brings brings us back to the question that we were asking James before uh, he froze. Um, before before liber- my internet decided to uh, cut off. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so you, you spoke about your opinion, and it sounds like you did you weren't considering location in mind because you just spoke about the individual. So if you're a company based in a large metro area, um, DC, San Francisco, etc., um, New York. And now you had the opportunity to recruit talent from all across the country, let's say Wichita. Um, would you pay them differently? No, I would not. I would pay people based on their skill, not their location. Good talent is good talent no matter where it's at in the in the continent, US and Canada. And I state that as being kind of the basis to it. When I go abroad, I pay based on the average salary rate for that region for that talent. Um, and so for example, if I'm hiring a developer in, in the Ukraine, who's highly skilled, but their average salary there, let's say is, you know, 24 a year, then that's probably the range I'm going to put that person in. Because when I decided to go and hire from the Ukraine, that was how I built my budget. Okay. But so you're, you're hiring from all across the U S you have your headquarters, um, Make, makes no difference to me where you are in the country. The same skill level should be paid within the same skill range of the of the salary range. But would you expect them to be in the office all the time if you're hiring from remote no. locations? No. I th- and you know what? It's really funny because that's been one of the things I've been noticing um, in the week since Naomi kind of posted this. I've been looking at the uh, spreadsheet and then I keep looking at different jobs that are being posted out there. And it's very interesting for me to see, like, you're, this one's going to require you to move to Dallas or this job. And I'm like, why? I mean, have we not learned that? Over, like, if in the last year and a half you haven't learned how to manage a workforce, it's not a company issue. It's a leadership issue within that company, right? Your, your talent pool is now across the entire country. I can't tell you how many friends I've had from the Bay Area who've moved out of the Bay Area. I know we have someone who moved into the Bay Area. He might be the only guy going in. He's like, man, this drive, there's no traffic, but look at the other side. It's a biatch, right? (laughs) Like as everyone's like fleeing California um, because now they can work from anywhere. Facebook's gone fully remote. Google's gone fully remote. All the big tech companies that were like forcing people to come into San Francisco and the Bay Area are now saying, Hey, you can go live anywhere. And a lot of these people are going out to Oregon, Idaho, uh, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona. They're moving out and about the country, you know, Kansas. Um, so and- to that to that point, right, Google, while they have gone remote, um, they have uh, adjusted their salary ranges based on area. So if you were Joseph in San Francisco and you moved to Wichita, they're going to decrease your salary. Um, based on the cost of living in Wichita. I would sue the company for that. 
So I think that um, if I can add in my humble opinion, that it's uh, <laughs> that it is in theory, I think it sounds nice. And from my experience, there's been levels where there is a cutoff where like, for example, VPs or, you know, C-suite executives around the country are pretty much paid the, whatever that range is because you're at a level um, where your compensation should um, be able to set you up anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but for folks, for the people on the ground, so your tip, your, you know, worker bees, so to speak, right? So your individual contributors, people like probably director level and below, um, cost of living is critical. So if you are in San Francisco and you live there, and we know, I'm going to pull up the calculation in a second, that $100,000 in San Fran is equal to, you know, um, uh $200,000 elsewhere or $100,000 in one area is not equal to the same amount of money in that second area based on actual cost of living, meaning I cannot pay rent, I cannot pay mortgage if I live in San Fran versus, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, right? And what does it truly cost me to live equivalently, equivalent, is that a word? Equivalently um, in Atlanta or in, you know, outside of the Washington, D.C. metro area versus um, San Fran versus New York versus these other areas. Hence why organizations will have various pay, pay scales, because it's not only about um, drive, physically driving to work. It's like, how am I paying my bills? And in, especially in San Francisco, um, because I did an extensive search there last year, it's just exorbitant. Like I think on one of Naomi's comments, somebody said three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. I somebody made a comment and said, you know, something around three twenty-five, and it wasn't even like three twenty-five sounds like whoa, like I'm living a life, and that's, you know, like I guess equivalent to maybe one fifty somewhere else or one seventy-five. I don't have the exact numbers. I'm gonna pull them up, um, but I think in theory it's nice to say wherever you are in the continental U.S., but in practice then you're pretty much gonna cut out certain areas of the country because those people, if you either, if it's high across, you know, super high, that's different. That's why where the C-suite, the VPs, you know, it's kind of levels out. But when it's low, it's a different ball game. So- I, I actually think that we're gonna see a reversal of that, Renee, where, um, companies are you're going to start to see more and more people leave the big cities and they are i mean the population the population uh decreased in major urban areas for the first time in like 50 years in the last year right where more people moved out outside of major urban areas and moved into more either suburban or rural areas um in order to live and so i, I think we're actually going to see that change i think that there's going to be you know not now but I think that that scale is going to tip over. It's going to change. It's actually going to go the other way. It's going to go down Naomi's kind of vision of equal pay, no matter where you are, um, because that, that cost of living is at some point going to even out. Um, and it's not going to make a difference whether you're in New York, L.A., Chicago, Kansas City, Atlanta, New Orleans or, you know, Macon, Georgia or wherever. Um, that cost of well, living think, is pretty much going to even out. 
I think it will. I, I I agree with you that people, you know, people going to people are obviously moving to more lost, lower cost of living areas because who wants to be in San Fran? I mean, San Fran's. Well, it's better quality of life. People discovered that if you're going to be at home, you want that quality of life. You want those amenities at home. And I think that's what I think that's part of, you know, Naomi always is able to intellectually trigger me with some of her questions and some of her stuff, because this isn't just a simple one way or another, right? But companies, even pre-COVID, were opening multiple locations across the country. Microsoft has an office, I think, in every single major city in America, and their pay scale is adjusted per that city. Exactly. So exactly. it's for cost of living. <laughs> exactly our so point. it's not the same. But that was pre-COVID. Correct. That was pre-COVID. Now Microsoft is like, hey, every job's remote or you've got to be remote. And they're they're trying to kind of fight that pay scale. So again, it's it's if you're in each city, there are different costs for each city. So will people leave the big major city? People, well, not will they, they are. People are leaving New York and droves. They're leaving these high network, these high um, cost of living cities because yes, you get a better quality of life. Now you you don't have to sit in this office. You can be remote in a different location. Um, however, the folks that are in those other areas, like my, my um, I guess if I put a, a scenario out there, right? And you have someone that your salary is $100,000 that you're paying for this job, whatever it is, cybersecurity analyst. And you have awesome talent in different areas, right? And you want to get the best qualified candidate, but your best qualified candidate lives in San Francisco. A hundred grand isn't going to do it in San Francisco for this person. So now what do you do? Do you want the best qualified talent? Do you upgrade the role? Like, how does how does that work um, when you don't have scales based on various locations that are equivalent? Not that the money is the different. You know, like if it's a hundred thousand, maybe the scale is changing. Maybe instead of a twenty thousand dollar difference between the lower end of a pay scale to the higher end of the pay scale, now it's forty. I mean, maybe, but it, I, I, what I'm saying is, how can you pay? a hundred grand, right? To the person, your top talent, say like you, okay, we're, we're doing a hundred percent remote. It's all, um, we're not taking into consideration where a person lives, right? So you have a person that lives in Wichita, Kansas, and they can buy, you know, a five bedroom home or whatever it is for a hundred grand. I'm making the numbers up. And you live in San Francisco where your studio costs a million dollars to buy whatever. And you have this hundred thousand dollars salary like if it's a hundred thousand, if it's across the board, like okay, this is for this salary. These are the not ranges in terms of bands, but these are the numbers. So for New York, it's a hundred grand. For um, San Fran, it's one fifty. For this plate, you know, for Wichita, it's seventy five. But it's all equivalent based on the cost of living calculator. How is that? How how, how are you going to be able to get your top talent in San Fran and pay them a hundred thousand? That, it's so many variables. So like think about the people who don't need to purchase a house or rent. Like what if they live with their parents and they still and they're living in California and they're collecting 375 and pocketing like, you know, 300 of it because they just live with their parents. Like there's so many variables. But I like to think about it like if somebody's doing the same job 
and they have the same everything. It's like basically you're hiring twins. My husband has a twin. He lives in Arizona. They do the same job, literally different companies, but literally the same software engineering job. And they pay, get paid massively, like different, way different just because of where they live. Uh, but they have the same experience, literally went to the same college, right? Same background and everything. And they look the same. So like, and, and like that always, it always got me. It's like, why somebody in Arizona and he has a good, good living. Like I've been to his house a few times. Like it's, it's a nice house. Like, but why does he get paid so much less than my husband who just lives out in Philly, which is the suburbs? It's, it's like, it's crazy to me. So, and then think about it from like a person in India where they're like also as good, you know, maybe their English isn't as good or anything like that, but their work product is generally as good as someone in America, let's just say, but they're getting paid what 20%, 25% of what an American makes. If I were that person in India, I would be very bitter. Uh, that's just me. But and, and that's the thing, like, where are we in this whole evolution of remote work where we can start having these conversations? Like, what is fair? May I? James. We I, I want to retort what you said, Renee, for just a moment. Respectfully, I think that we've looked at how salaries vary from range to range. And then I hear the same people who talk about, well, we were paying him really good for where he is, but we couldn't keep him. Because there are other companies who come who say, I'm going to pay you what I pay someone in San Francisco, even though you live in Phoenix, Arizona or Mesa, Arizona or wherever. Right. I'm going to pay you the same salary because I want you on my team. I want you working uh, in my organization. So I don't really care so much where you live. I don't want you poached. And I think that's the difference in mindset, in leadership. Um, and again, I think by Chris. Um, I think this thing goes down to leadership and you're right. Both of you are absolutely hundred percent correct. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here, but I think there's a reality. So there are specific roles, let's say customer service, right? Just as an example, someone who's sitting for eight hours and answering calls at home now, because you're not putting him in a call center for the risk of uh, contracting COVID um, those jobs, no matter where you are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the uh, uh, place where I can pay the least amount and get the most for my dollar. That's almost every company that's part of running a business, right? And so you're gonna, you don't care where the people sit. You're going to pay you know, $15 an hour. That's what you're going to get to do customer support. I don't care where you are. And we see that, by the way, with like those minimum wage, uh, basic skill work, right? Like if you're trying to work at a fast food restaurant, most of them are waiters, you know, you're, you're paid off of tips, you're paid minimum wage. That's pretty much the job, right? But in, in, in other cases, that's, that's not always the scenario. And I think that, that, that to me is in other roles where it's a specialty role, um, it's, it's very different. And I'd pay, if I can get a good SOC analyst who can work remotely um, and I pay a SOC analyst 85 grand a year, just as an example, and I'm not saying that's what I pay, but if I would, you know, just thrown out as a number. I'm and, and I got a really good guy who's, you know, living in Montana. Uh, I'm gonna pay him 85 grand to keep him. Because that way I know I've got a guy on my team who I can grow. Um, and it really doesn't affect my budget that much because I've budgeted for that role. So I want to make some comments here or uh chime in on people's comments. And my internet is acting kind of wacky too. So hopefully I don't go out. Um, Aaron says, surprisingly, the yes and no is closer than I would have expected. My guesses are some of those no's 
come from those are already impacted or don't have the option um, in regard. Joseph said, Oh, this is back when the liberal arts degree rant that James has. Yeah, I agree. I don't think uh, college majors can you should hear all be charged me? the same. We yeah, yeah, hear we you. can hear yeah. you. Okay. I don't think college majors should all cost the same tuition. This comes back to James's liberal arts thing. Like, if it's if you're going to get a, a degree in photography or something, like, that's awesome for humanity. Don't have to pay 80 grand for that. Don't charge 80 grand for that, right? Like, get a degree, but charge like Take 10 grand. Take down the college yeah. cartel. Take down the <laughs> university cartel, like the SOC 2 cartel. Two it's... cartels I want to take down. SOC 2 universities. SOC 2. SOC 2 is the <laughs> worthless piece of money spent ever by any organization <laughs> ever. Tells me nothing. Pay me money to get you Let's ready. Let's tell that to AJ. I'm going to write so you can pass it. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Okay, so Jordan says, I've run into issues with my HR and Michigan, MI is Michigan, right? Could basic needs. Um, let's see. Joshua, who is out of, I think, was he out of um, Kansas, Wichita, saying that he didn't bet. Um, Joseph said that's what cuts, cuts both ways. Same pay regardless of location isn't feasible for people required to live near their job. That's the exception. I think if you're required to go in the office, you should be paid based off your relocation. But if your work can be done remotely, I think everyone should be paid the same. That's where I'm going to land with this. Because I think you can prove someone's life massively if you just gave them the same salary as somebody else who might be living in a different location in the world. Like think about all the people whose lives you can change in India, for example, if you just paid them half of as much as what we're making here. I, I took a look at the numbers. It, they're making well, very little that? and yet uh, they're doing the same. Okay, so now the reverse. Well, I'll get to that in a second, but I, I have okay. a, a question on the reverse of that. Like if every, if the, what if the salary was taken down a notch? Or, you know, in, in the United States, you know, you have 100,000, right, where, it, you know, could work. And they said, OK, well, in this location in India or, you know, wherever around the world, it's 60,000 or 55,000. And I could get talent from wherever. Then what happens when it's the reverse versus it going the other way? That, that might what not be so bad, though. So can I give you an example? Can I give you an example? So in Israel, they pay everyone the same amount of money. The base salary is pretty much identical. The difference is there's a thing in Israel, and, and when I moved there and I got my first job, which was really my only job, I found something very interesting. They said, where do you live in Israel? And I said, well, I live in the kibbutz up north. And they were like, wonderful. You have to travel here to the center. We're going to pay you an extra 1,000 shekels a month, which was the equivalent of $250. Is it him? Is he there? I can't hear him anymore. Our internet's being rough today. Yeah, we I know. Paid all the ISPs. Okay, I'm, I'm back. Can you guys hear me? I'm yes. Back. Yes. I'm back. Yeah. All right. So let me let me paraphrase what I just said. So um, the the thing that I said was in Israel when I got hired, they said that we're going to pay an extra thousand shekels on top of your salary, on top of everything, because you're traveling from northern Israel to center Israel. And that was on my paycheck every single month. It was an untaxed income. It's essentially the company and the government understanding that you, we've got to bring you from an hour away to the center for work 
So we're going to pay, the company is going to pay you for travel. I mean, that's nice. That's a travel allowance. But what if you, the talented person that you are, there's a James somewhere in a less, um, in a less talented, in a lower cost of living area, and they pay that person. So I have this, again, this hundred grand and I really want James, but James lives, he has his whole life set up. He got grandma, grandpa, this person, that person set up in this place, in this location, in this city. And he can't pick up and move. I mean, he could, but he's not going to move for this job. And I really want to hire him, but I can't because he can't live off of that money. Now what? Anyway, back to comments. Back to comments. <laughs> Aaron says, what is crazy is if companies pay the same regardless of then Regardless, the many cities and counties economy is most likely to rise and then do those cities and counties raise their prices, which then negatively impacts those who are making the normal salary for that city or country. Cyber City USA is coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. OK, I am going. I am scouting cities across the country that are demolished, but with infrastructure. And I will show you that we can reinvigorate old cities by yeah, just bringing in people who get a good salary. We, yeah, but we need all the other people to support us too. Like we need schools, hospitals, police, fire, Oh, garbage. I completely like, agree. I completely agree. That's why Cyber City USA is going to revolutionize the way we build cities in this country. <laughs> and Mayor James will lead the way. Yeah, I can see that. There'll be uh, no computers a- in the city unless you're in our air gap network. We'll use so air gap USA. everything. Jordan made a couple of good comments. He says, um, not in California. I can't remember what that point was. Then he says, um, but not every job can be remote. So Naomi made the comment like, hey, if, mm-hmm. we have to, if, if you have to come into the office, then we should be paying you for having to come in. Also, finance just looks at the numbers so that was my did i just completely go out yeah Streamyards having issues by the way i just checked on their website did i go out guys no, no did i go laggy. out yeah it's, it's laggy it's laggy it's a stream yard issue dropping too much fire too much truth stream yard can't yeah. handle it oh my god yeah this and this is such a great conversation it's all good, it's all good. I don't want to not be. Uh, it, you know, it just comes down to, to like to what's choppy. fair. I think humanity. We want us to be fair for everything, right? But like we always, we always think about from the perspective of the company. We're like, oh, it's not fair for the company to be spending this amount of money for somebody who works here. But why are we thinking of it from the company's perspective? Why does the company have to win? Why can't more people have more money? Is it because a company needs more profit in order to do things and like give more money to things? Like it's just. Uh, it's a little bit backwards to me. I'm I, trying I, I, to struggle I, so, a little bit. So I don't think that's the case. I think this is the short-sightedness of human humanity as a whole, right? So humanity will look at this and go, I offer service X for X amount of money. I've literally, so for my podcast, I'll give you a prime example, okay? I sell advertising for my podcast. And I've spoken to people who say, well, um, don't you think you're making too much money by asking this much money from your advertisers? And I was like, I've never like looked at how much money you're making and said, 
don't you think you should charge less for your cyber solution so that more people could afford it? It's free commerce. I'm entitled to charge what I want. You can pay or not pay, but you definitely can't come and tell me I charge you too much. I believe I bring a specific set of value. That value has a number. There are people who agree with that value and people who disagree with it. No different than getting a chick. Some people will swear by a chicken sandwich at Popeye's and some people swear by Chick-fil-A. I don't know that one's better than the other. That's up for rhyme or reason, right? That's, that's your personal preference. I prefer, some people prefer Popeye's. Some people prefer Chick-fil-A. But that's apply that logic, up. apply that logic to people. Like people are trading their services and their value. I agree. I agree, but I agree. That's the point I'm trying to make is if it doesn't matter where I live, if I've got a set of skills, right, and I choose to use my set of skills in New York City, and that's my choice, my company doesn't require it, why should the company bear the burden of that cost? Because that can Only be if required. they expect you to be in that office for that location. That's the only exception that I can think of. But I, I think otherwise it's exploitating the workers wherever wherever lo- they're located, especially in those lower cost of area regions of the world. I think companies are exploiting people just because they're like, we know we can get 10 of these people who work in India for the same price as one American. James, you froze again. Am I the only one not freezing? I feel special. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I want to I want to make some I want to um, chime in on some of these other people's comments. Jordan says so they paid a difference due to cost for you. They paid a difference. This is with James saying they gave him a stipend, which is the same as cost of living. But this, so they paid him a difference due to it cost him more to work for them. Doesn't matter that it was transportation. Here it is. Thus, the cost of living is higher. Um, Jonathan says LinkedIn doesn't like this conversation. <laughs> LinkedIn doesn't like this conversation. He thinks that we're getting uh, thrown around. Stephen Upshaw, America is a capitalistic country. Why do we want to pay the same to everyone? Individuals bring um, different talents, education, and skill levels. I spent a lot of money for my education and certifications to enter into IT cybersecurity. I invested in my education and certifications and hoped to be well compensated. Um, Eli says, I mean, there's no real comparison. Chick-fil-A customer service and chick chicken outclass Popeyes any day. <laughs> He's talking about Chick-fil-A and Popeyes. I mean, I think, oh, Jonathan has a comment here. The UAE has a cool thing for every year you work. When you leave, you get a month's pay. So if you work for four years, you get four months additional pay when you leave. Makes, people's, makes people want to stay longer. Um, same pay regardless of location is two one dimensional. Very few jobs can actually support 100% remote. Even the most advanced jobs still require at least hybrid Completely unworkable for any clearance skiff slash skiff required jobs. Um, Chris Ware says, this assumes as an aside that an employer in general is looking at all employees according to their skill set. However, when you factor in factors such as gender or ethnicity slash um, in parentheses race, the data provides further disparities. Ultimately, it's always going to be a matter of firm and reasonable negotiation. This is a great dialogue. I want to go back to that last comment, though. Could we skip back to both? I think it was a Joseph or something. Uh, one, more, one more back. Yeah, he had mentioned that 
uh, you know, not all jobs, there aren't a lot of jobs that do remote. I, I don't know. There are a lot of jobs that can be remote. Now, are we completely productive and functional as a fully remote workforce? That is yet to be seen. But I think in COVID times where most of us had to be remote just because of the pandemic, we have seen productivity levels, at least anecdotally, where it has increased just over because we are now working from home, we're enjoying life a little bit more. And that's kind of what I'm saying here is like, even though our, we can be just a tad bit more productive as a hybrid workforce, is that what we need as humans? Do we need to maximize for our company, like, and spend all the time that we need to at our company just to give them more money? Like, and, and that's kind of where I'm going for. Yes, it sounds a little bit liberal here, but I also, I'm very capitalistic. I'm like a super capitalist here, but like, there is a balance. We don't need to treat each other like sludge for the benefit of a company. Like, why can't we give more away to have people's lives improve? I think that is a conversation worth having. I think that's a great conversation, but I, I, I always say if if they could pay, I mean, think about the reasons why companies outsource talent because they're to save money, to right. save money. Right. So if we could pay everyone across the world, then to, in my humble opinion, the, the comp would go down. It, it would. I think there would be. Up. Yeah, there would be an equilibrium so, here. I agree. I agree. But think about all the people's lives who can be changed if we did pay them the same amount or at least close to what we are making here in America, which by the way, I don't know if you know this, if you took a look at the salary survey, Renee, you saw some of those numbers are crazy high and like a lot, a part of me is just like, good for you, you know, clap, clap. But like, are you, are you inflating these salaries? Uh, you know, are, are our salaries inflated period? Well, not even only that is that the, you know, I don't, I, I'm always curious when it comes to sell. Like, it's just one of these things that I always, always, always wonder, um, you know, what people are they, what, what are they really, what are you getting paid for in the roles? So I'm all for the same role across different, um, you know, geographical areas. And I go back to San Fran all the time because I've had to recruit in the area, even remote recruiting, and what ends up happening is you cannot, I'll tell you a really great example that happened to me last year. We looked at a bunch of different talent, awesome talent. This particular talent in San Fran was just in the Bay Area, was just too high due to the cost of living. And so eventually the person found, a, you know, was able to open the search nationwide, found a person in a low cost of living area gave the person like a significant, that person got a significant jump, bump and comp um, because they had the budget that was set at the budget, but they couldn't, that person was able to get that role because they couldn't, their salary range was um, much less than the folks in San Fran. And I don't think it's because it wasn't exorbitantly, it wasn't like a huge disparity. It was just we can't be, we can't live in San Fran on this amount of money, regardless of what, you know, we love the job, we love it or whatever, but I don't live with my parents or whatever the case is. And we can't live on this amount of money, hence the cost of living um, calculators. Okay, James is back. Yay, James, we miss you. Hello, friend. I'm very sorry. I am having internet outages, so this is on me. Um, no worries at all. We all are having like internet issues but it's been a couple of good comments coming. A Chinese in. cyber attack on America's infrastructure? Is that happening know, right Probably, probably. James, you would know. You dialed into that. 
So Jonathan says, I'm in a new subdivision in in Charlotte. The amount of New York people moving here is huge. That makes, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Well, Um, all the moving to Charlotte. All the financial services is moving Mm -hmm. to Charlotte. In Florida. And so, yeah, you're bound to see those people. Uh, also, companies with large amount of remote workers can reduce the floors of buildings they use, plus all the electricity, cleaning, et cetera, they don't need, um, which is true. So their cost of living, their cost of of um, operations goes down. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Just listen. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also says that's on them. Um, when the comment came up about living with parents, you know, if they can't make that, if they can make that work, other shit should be penalized. I agree. Salary is always based on <laughs> cost of living. Um, that's what Jonathan said. Says. I mean, uh, a couple comments. Um, Allison no, makes a comment. That's sorry. That, I think maybe there's a lag, but that's that's true now. But is that the right thing now that we're post pandemic? We're in a remote workforce, remote first. Is that the right thing to do? Should salary be based off of cost of living. So, and especially if cost of living is going down. People are fleeing the cities now more than ever, especially in California. California was always inflated anyway. Their cost of living is like 2X everywhere else in America at least. But why is that? Is it because it's just an amazing place to live or in just high demands you know, and less supply? It could be now we're seeing a, a balance in, in the market and now the market is just bigger. James, you're shaking your head. I'm, I'm going to refrain from comment on that one. We like conflict here, says, James. I think it's bring the conflict. I, 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 I think California California costs twice as much because they're so mismanaged. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. And my company will like not my company. My previous company refuses to hire anyone from California just because of their cost of living. So think about right. it from the workers' perspective. But, but, they, you know, think of Allison's point, right? Different. You got to pay a different set of taxes for an employee in different parts mm-hmm. of the country. Right. That's also a consideration. The cost of keeping an employee in different parts of the country um, is very different. So I think like for major conglomerates that do business in all 50 states, it's much easier to have a distributed workforce. For smaller organizations, it's a lot harder because the payroll aspect is very, very complex. Like I think Mm -hmm. in some states they require you to open a company, even if you do no revenue, you've still got to register a company and maintain a company and file taxes in order to pay employee state tax. Right. Uh, Jonathan says, it also goes back to the minimum wage argument. I live in South Carolina. $15 is the same as a teacher with a bachelor's degree. Wow. Ouch. Ouch. In New York, $15 wouldn't pay for the electricity. electricity in the <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, I worked a contract in Arizona that pulled in talent across the country. One of the least productive pull-ins was literally making double what most of the local talent was making. What Jordan says, uh, this sounds like more of a, more like risk, risk of losing talent. You are paying them more since they live in a cheaper cost of living location, even if finance looks at the numbers. Well, what's, um, what's the big but, but what's the biggest challenge for a lot of us in terms of the, the cybersecurity Great Breakers Foundation, right? That Naomi started. What's the point? What are we trying to accomplish? What's the mission behind breaking into cybersecurity? We're trying to bring people that don't have experience and give it to them. And by doing that, we're hoping to earn their loyalty. So if we give them and teach them the skills for the job and we compensate them fairly, okay, and we treat them like humans, 
Yes. Then that reduces our churn in employees, right? Which which increases our productivity and increases the bottom line for the company. Because every time you onboard an employee that has a cost for the company, and a lot of times people are so bad leaders. Let me say this: bad leaders, bad leadership, bad HR advice is led by that. Well, we can just replace someone. Yeah, but replacing someone has costs. And those costs are in like exorbitant amount of money, depending on the role. Think of like trying to hire a CISA or a VP or a director. Those roles take three, four, five months to fill, right? Six, seven interviews. The amount of time you put in, the amount of work that goes into hiring that role, keep your people, pay them fairly, treat them well. Solve that problem. We really wouldn't be having this discussion if that was the mantra that every organization had from the CEO down to HR. Yeah, we're seeing this play out in the great resignation now. I don't know how your your attrition is now at the different companies that you've seen, Renee and also James, but my company in particular, we're seeing turnover like we haven't seen yet in our history as a company. And we think it's because we're in a lower cost of living out in Ohio. And so now people are kind of like getting offers to work remotely, but for a company that's based somewhere else. And now they're getting, you know, whatever X amount times 1.52 X. And uh, they're just going for it because, well, you know, we can't really match it. What's 500 extra dollars a month for someone who lives in Kansas or Missouri or Indiana? No, a lot. Huge. That's a car Mm -hmm. payment. That's paying off your mortgage faster. That's more savings. Um, You know, we, 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 those I say that are in suburbia and urbania, we, we think, Oh, $500, man, I can go get a Gucci bag or a pair of shoes. But for people in America, that's not that's in vacation, right? That's extra six grand a year. That's take, that's taking the family for ten days to Disney instead of three or four, right? I mean, a couple more comments. Couple more comments here. Did did we go through this one? I work for a company in New York, and I know I'm paid less than most other people, but I'm making more than I ever yeah. have before working for a local company in North Carolina and South South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Did I make yes. that comment already? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> is there a delay still? I think there is a delay with Renee. Ah, uh, okay. Well, James, I agree There's with you. Delayed. I think we we need to have a bigger conversation. I mean, like, I love this little echo chamber that we have here, but what else can we do besides just shouting out into the void? Like, who do we call? Our politicians? Do we well, start a GoFundMe? Like, what do we do? Like, I don't think politics... Like, can we stop looking at politicians to solve all Government will solve all our problems. Yes. We can solve this. And the way to solve this is to just, when you're negotiating a salary to just ask to be compensated fairly for the position you're applying for. What if we took out where you applied from and, you know, from like the blind hiring perspective, you know, I love blind hiring. So take out your gender, your name, like all these things. And you are just a black box. Don't, you don't care where you work. Why the box gotta be black, Naomi. Uh, Cause I like black people. That's why James. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this comment here so I could I could uh, remove this and see James laughing. 
Um, Allison says, I pay my assistant in the Philippines a salary that would be considered very low in the U.S., but to her, it is three times the minimum wage, and she lives very comfortably, actually more so than I do in many ways. So that's one example of paying differently when it works very well for both parties. However, the work itself is basic data entry, not much education required, et cetera. Here in the U.S., I'm more for placing a certain set of value for the type of job and letting the employee decide uh, where's the rest of the comment? Where? I don't know the rest of the comment. That was a good comment. Um, Steven says, we have increased minimum wages for food service workers and low-wage workers. The result was more expensive fast food and services. So inflation rises with wages. What is the societal benefit? Well, you've got people who can survive and have a livable wage. I don't think uh, we should just focus on the prices of fast food, right? Like think about all the people who now don't have to work two jobs because they can afford to live off of one salary. Wow. Think about it from that way. I, like, there's a mission statement for humanity that's completely missing here. Is the goal to improve profits for shareholders or is it the goal to have a better life for everybody? Can we have both? I think so. We can have both. People can have a good life, work one job, get paid a fair wage, pay, get paid a, a livable wage, and the company can still make money. If you if you can like take care of your employees, you'll be surprised. You take care of your employees, your company's gonna do just fine because your employees are gonna care enough to, to do well. Oh, 100%. I, I see that. I see that working 100%. I just don't think it's as easy as talking I, about I think it. You're I, gonna, <laughs> I think you're just gonna leave out a portion of folks a portion of your top talent. Like when you really look at the talent, like if you're looking across the board, then yes, like some some people will benefit. Cause I think if it if we went that way, everything would come down. So now how does that impact the people in the higher cost of living areas? Not necessarily people in the lower cost of living areas. Um, anyway. In my opinion, Joshua says when the workers leave living situation improves generally their productivity and quality of work will improve. Um, absolutely. Um, Jonathan Weeks says um, uh, taxes get complex. If your business is based in New York, you have to pay New York income tax regardless of where you are located. So, yeah, the tax the tax component is definitely huge. I know we have to run. Um, so awesome conversation. This is always a lot of fun. It seems like it will continue. Um, any final words as we leave? Because we have a hard stop. Uh, thanks for listening today, guys. And thanks for, uh, you know, putting in your votes for the poll and for the salary survey. I really appreciate that. Look for more conversations around this. I don't think this will be the last of it, but yeah, well, continue with the engagement. Love it. Yeah. Same here. I'm, I'm really, really, I love this conversation and I really, um, my, the, the, I'm thinking next week's will be, I don't know if you heard about people that are working like two or three full-time jobs. Have yeah, you heard because about they that? can remotely. Yeah, they can, and I think people are doing that, <laughs> or getting side gigs at least. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be that would be a, a very interesting topic, like security professionals that have a couple different laptops, jobs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. James, before we wrap, I know we have one minute or less. I just want to say one thing: if you get take anything out of this, if you're in leadership, if you're interviewing for a job. Look at how the company treats you in the hiring process to understand how things are going to look down the road and hold the standard. I know that you need the money and I can completely understand that. But even if you take something and it's not your standard, keep looking until you find your standard of how you expect to be treated. Because I think that's super important um, and, and often overlooked. Yeah. 
Final comment, I know James has to run right now. Chris Weir says, uh, great listening. As I work remotely, I may add, LOL. This is a furtherance of the scenario that the employer market, what the employer market is in. You can argue that labor has never seen a seller's market when you have McDonald's offering hiring bonuses, not to mention the severe labor shortage that's being touted. You know that you're going to need to up your compensation for the tech market, no matter how you slice it. It's very painful for employers. All right. Everyone's learned a lot. Good stuff. Um, and we will see everyone again here next week. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really interested in the poll. I'll be watching. All right. We're up to 1,500 votes. Thanks, everyone. Have All right. Day. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Subscribe. Free Hong Kong. Free Hong Kong. <laughs> pray for Afghanistan. Pray for yeah. 